like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... All right. All right. All right. We've done it. We've, all right. we've, we've gotten all right. together. We've in, I, I had nothing better than that. I love like, that. Right. In accordance with the ancient traditions okay. of at least like right. three years ago. All right. We're That's, together. We and are. It's, a, it's nice podcast time and I'm excited about it. I don't know about oh, you guys. I mean, Tuna sounded real excited. Yeah. All right. I, I right. am so tired. I it's suppose. It's been such a fucking week. I suppose I have to deal with you fucks. All right. No, I guess so. I'll spend the day with you. <laughs> <laughs> so we are recording this in the past. So by the time you will hear this, it yeah, will if be... If you guys haven't figured this out yet, we've been banking episodes. Yeah. So very recently in this past week, the Nobel Foundation has been giving out their prestigious awards. The very Dynamite Dude. The Dynamite Dude. Um, yeah. people what, the di- who- what is the Dynamite Dude? Isn't that what the Nobel Prize is? I don't know, actually. No. Isn't it that he who, felt real bad that he invented dynamite? And then, so then he like, gave a bunch of money to people who did good things? Oh, I don't well, know. I Am I making a, this up? Maybe. Is the guy maybe. who invented TNT is Nobel? You you maybe. go t- tell you people that. about your thing. You'll Google out if that's that. True. Well, similar to the Razzies, which are, you know, the bullshit equivalent of the Oscars. Oh, yes. The Waterworld Oscars. Yes. There <laughs> are the Ignobles. I Which G is clever. Nobles. You got jokes. It's so clever. They are spoof prizes for dubious but humorous uh, scientific achievement. Um, and this Wait, year's dubious, winners. So dubious. not actual science or like Trump's on this list? No, no, no. Here, here's why it's dubious. Because an anthropologist who tested an urban legend by fashioning a knife out of frozen poo-poo um, won a prize this year. As well as a man who found that spiders oddly give scientists who study insects the heebie-jeebies. Wait, someone made a poo-poo knife? Because this guy made a poo-poo knife. Okay, first someone off, sta- no, Nobel did make dynamite, so good job good there. Good job. Number two, poop knife? Poo-poo knife. Yeah. Poo-poo knife. Wait, so he said, do you know what science needs to do? Freeze shit yes. into a knife. Yep. And then I assume stabbed something with it? I don't know. So, yes. I can't wait for this episode of Forged in Fire. <laughs> So in their <laughs> Dutch, kind of fire. They're, it's a team of. We're using fifty-one sixty-one steel. No, not today, friends. Today we're using human poop. Poops. <laughs> we're just using poops. We got cow today? poops. We got dog poops. We got man poops. We got any kind of poop you want. You know the dust part is gonna find high the find that high carbon poop so that we can make sure that the front is super hard but the back is soft. So I've watched this, a lot of Forge and Fire. <laughs> I, I'm coming to learn this about you. Very it's quickly. a good show. <laughs> no, so a man named um, Mateen Aren has been fascinated since high school by the story of an Inuit man in Canada who made a knife out of his own shit. Oh. Okay, I was like, what p- p- posited this thought into his head? But that's he it. Heard it's a, a, legend. a legend. It's a legend. There's a poop stabby legend. Yes, so he is an assistant I was Googling professor. late one night about poop. This is what this man thinks of. <laughs> I was working in the lab. Late one, one night, night when my Google gave me an eerie sight. An Inuit up in the snow made a knife out of his poop. Oh. Hole. Hole. I, 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 I made a poop. He made a poopy knife. poop. So... This man is an assistant professor of anthropology, so he's a learned doctor. He is of he's anthropology. An yeah, he's an assistant. Let's be clear. An this, assistant learned. Maybe doctor. some of his research is keeping him from actually making full professor there. Maybe assistant to the regional doctor. <laughs> yes. So what he this this thought keeps him up at night. So he thought I'm going to take probably his own shit. He froze it to minus fifty degrees centigrade. And then he filed it to a sharp edge. Oh, the idea filed like, it. Filed it. So he then day, took it and... Every day he, he has his meal and he sits down to take his constitutional and then he stands up and turns around. He looks at that turd. Yep. Going, He's like, not today. There's, there's, I can get something more get out something of out you of than just flushing you. And his wife walks by and he's just staring at his turd in yeah. the toilet. He's like, honey, but come she to, knows who come she to married. bed. She bed. knows who she married. Like I know who she's, I married. She's yeah. regretted decisions in the past, though. Yeah. Um, to, it could be honey, more than poop, Nancy. 
Honey, what's this in the freezer? Is this like a old hot dog? What? It, it smells bad. Chocolate? Why is this in the freezer? Yes, it's a it's an old baby Ruth, dear. Don't touch it. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> don't don't touch Wash your, your hands. <laughs> Just don't touch your face. Just don't touch your eyes. Um, <laughs> you get pink eye. So he filed it. And then he. Tr- she's been, I mean, she's have you around. been handling my special hot dogs? Your eyes are all pink. So he oh, froze it. Christ. He filed it, and then he attempted to cut meat with it. Cut meat. Okay, meat. so he didn't try to do a stab. He tried no. to stab like he tried a to stab a pork steak. loin. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Was he successful? <clears throat> the poop knives failed miserably. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh. I mean, I would assume anything you had you had to get it so cold that yeah. it would be hard enough that it would just shatter. Is yeah. my assumption. Yeah. So um, based he, on what I know about poop, which is a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, but he here's what he learned. The point of this was to show that evidence and fact checking are vital. So no. <laughs> So in just order to, yeah, to you know what you're gonna go. You this. know what tonight? Go into your bathroom, say Candyman in the mirror a couple times. See yep. what happens. If yeah. he shows up, then it's not. It's not just an urban legend. You've been murdered by the Candyman. Yep. The Booze and Booze podcast does not endorse these actions. Yeah. It's responsible for anything. That the outcome yeah. of these actions. It's not, yeah, just, don't... not responsible for any stabbery that may come from the Candyman. Yeah, but anyway, um, so that is a real thing that really happened, and he won a real fake award for it. Well, I love it. I'm very proud the of him. The poo poo man. That's what he's going to be known as. People at Kent Dr. State Poop. are going to take Dr. Poop's class. I can't wait to sign up for it. I wonder what the, what's uh, on the syllabus. Can I can I log in online? Can I take an online course? Urine. Can we freeze that into a knife? How about vomit? Can we freeze, freeze that into a knife? It's called Can We Freeze? Can we? Anthropology will it, 202. Will it blend? It's basically yes, will the it will it blend guy, only with pee pee poo poos and different kinds of weapons. Will it freeze? Colon. Will it stab? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would take that Anthropology 202 level course. Would you? <laughs> yeah, man. That would be, sounds like fun. And you know what course I would take for sure? Hi! Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we freeze our bodily functions into knives. To stabbies. <laughs> to I knives. use knives. You were in the thing. I was like, just stabbies. I, n- I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, knife's also not a word. No. So. Oh, well, you know what? It is today. Today it is. In honor of today. Today, it's a word. In honor of today, the most holy of days, which is absolutely nothing special day. No, it is absolutely not anything awesome. You get knives. We I'm are not really enjoying this beer. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Well, it's that's really a great it is segue, really good, babe. Um, it's an excellent beer. It's also, uh, uh, I think, going to lead to some excellent stories. It is. Is so, it really? So today, we are I drinking Claremont Craft Ales Jacaranda Rye IPA. Which I tried to figure out why they had called it Jacaranda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just says, it's our flagship beer. It's smooth and balanced. Simon says, pour me into a glass. The mm-hmm. end. Like, mm-hmm. no explanation for why they decided to call it Jacaranda. But they did. And you know what the jacaranda is, which Vanessa had to tell me. It I don't is know what it a, is. A native thing. It's a tree. It's a tree native to where? Uh, I I mean, we have them out here in California. Here. But upon Googling it, I oh. found it, it's actually like the national tree of Turkey. Yeah, fuck Turkey. Oh, fuck them. But it's the big tree that drops those little purple flowers. Those little like lilac purple flowers. Oh, okay. okay. They're like in the spring, the sidewalks are like fucking covered with them and they get yeah. stuck to your shoes and you bring them in the house and they don't smell super great. Oh, mm. so oh, that maybe explains the smell of this thing. Yeah, that's what a jacaranda is. Like I grew up with them in my neighborhood, but they're they're like they're just common in warm weather climates, you well, know? Okay. In honor of uh, the warm weather climate and the jacaranda tree. Yeah, because I was like, oh, jacaranda trees. We have those in California. Let's do one in Like in Claremont, California. (laughs) Which I tried to do last time, except we did Florida because that's what they go Sunshine State Because I got confused. I got confused. A little little tippy top confused. It's fine. We figured our way back into it. So this week we're doing Haunted California. Uh, which is kind of fitting because this is the last time we're recording this podcast with all of us in California. Exactly. So. It's true. It's a fitting. I know. Uh, a fitting send off. Yes. Uh, I, listeners, I'm moving. That's why we've been uh, banking episodes. But it won't change the podcast for you guys. We're it's already recording remotely. It so. It's going to sound just like different. this. different. Calm down. It's going to be different. It's okay. not going to be that different. It's going to be different. <laughs> 
I'm going to make it different. You're going to force okay. it to be different. You're like, I'm going to make it an issue. I'm going to bring this up with my manager. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do that. This has been a, a while in the making. So it, like five days before the move was maybe a bad time to bring it up. But yeah. Look, it's not like I didn't know about it. No, but she is having her name changed officially to Karen. So yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, she's going to talk to the manager. Yeah. Um, yeah your manager. I'm calling yes, your mom. So for Haunted California and because it's my last episode, in Los Angeles, I was like, I'm going to do a Los Angeles story. So I was Googling around like haunted Los Angeles, a bunch of heavy hitters we've already done. We've mm-hmm. done a lot of the really big ones. Right. And then I discovered that we had not yet done the Knickerbocker. We have not. No, we haven't. Which is. Is uh, it haunted? A, it's haunted. And it's another one of those like classic LA, like landmark yeah. Hollywood, old Hollywood things mm-hmm. that's super haunted. And we've just never done it on the show before. It scared us until now. Or it we was were, intimidating. I mean, it, yeah. It's like, as far as like haunted Hollywood goes, it's not as good as like the Roosevelt or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's pretty interesting. So I'm going to tell you about the Knickerbocker. Excellent. Which if you Google, you have to Google the Hollywood Knickerbocker because yeah. many a Knickerbocker exists. Yes. Oh, I really? mean, there's an entire basketball team named after yes. the Knickerbockers. Sure. Oh, and uh, uh, Robert, m- my dear, yes. I sent you an email that said, do not read all in caps. Yes, I did see that. He read and it. I didn't, didn't read, read it. it. Oh. oh, good. So you're going to help me out with this episode. <gasps> oh, cripes. Okay. Because I sourced some from uh, an old KCET article I found. I sourced some actual old uh, newspaper articles about the Knickerbocker. Awesome. Okay. So when appropriate, I'm going to have you read them in an old time you made Atlantic accent. I'm very excited. Okay, good. Yes, I'm decided to include you in this episode. Aww. You're welcome. Well, that was a mistake, but I'll, I accept, <laughs> I accept my responsibility. I'm sure I will soon regret it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so the Knickerbocker, uh, which was originally the Knickerbocker Apartments, um, is on Ivar. And it's sort of, it's very close to the intersection of Hollywood and Vine. So it's mm-hmm. very close to Hollywood Boulevard. It's very close to all that old-timey, fancy Hollywood shit. Yep. And all um, the, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, yeah. TM. By the walk, it's the stars are right there. They're right there. They're on the ground. You could step on them. There's a man dressed up like Spider-Man, and I can see that his shaft through his tights. Yep. Honey, honey, for $5, I can take a picture with pajama Spider-Man. That he seems like- to smell like crack. It's fine. It's fine. Better and than peppermint the- schnapps, too, though. Don't miss that. It's refreshing. Um, so, so the Knickerbocker is close to Hollywood and Vine. It was designed by architect E.M. Frazier, which Wikipedia seemed to think was a big deal. So cool. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, well for done. you architecture um, fans, E.M. Frazier, mark it in yeah. your calendar. Also for you architecture fans, it's a classic Spanish revival style. Oh. <laughs> it's a big square fucking building. I don't get Spanish how it's... Spanish revival. Ar- yeah. How it's architecturally... It's literally a giant rectangle. The Spanish were known it. for rectangles. loving rectangles. They and when we brought shit out of rectangles. You can't find a rectangle that has not been fucked by a Spaniard. And you, that's the truth. That is the you truth. You can't find a more fuckable rectangle than a Spanish revival rectangle. That's right. Hell yeah. That rectangle like is, rectangles. is ready for um, the weekend. This Knickerbocker so was, is ready for the weekend. This it is. So uh, a weekend a, of humping. It was originally going to be called the Security Apartments, which is a terrible name. That is a yeah, really, really bad name. Nobody wants that. It was supposed to open in 1923, but then f- for some reason it did it. Okay. And then it became the Knickerbocker and it opened seven years later in 1929. You know, which was a really... It, it, Look, hindsight 2020. Sure. Not the best uh, year to open. No, probably not. No, no. Yeah. It opened in like June. Oh, okay. So they already were in the middle of shit. Yeah. Because it's February. Uh, which, which brings me to my first article for Bob. So read the first paragraph. Okay. This is from uh, Hollywood newspaper. One moment while I move over to my computer here. Two days of festivities will mark the opening of the Hollywood Knickerbocker Apartments, the film capital's largest apartment hotel rising 11 stories on Ivar Avenue near Hollywood Boulevard. Notables of filmdom, Filmdom. the stage, and society have been invited to assemble Wednesday for an informal preview. Holding the event will be an electrical display, a buffet, (laughs) a a buffet supper. Buffet. (laughs) A buffet. I'm doing well so far. A buffet supper will be served and a deluxe program rendering uh, rendered by a symphony orchestrette. Oh. I've never heard that one. And troubadours playing Ooh. in the foyers, promenades, longes, and the Lido, the Venetian open-air patio. 
<laughs> Which I okay, wish so I were there. Yeah. In my head, because they're like, it's an electric display with a traveling troubadour. It's like a 1920s, like, electric like, parade. EM, like, yeah, like EDM yeah. party festival. Yeah. Do, 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 just like do, do, shitty do, do, music and like they're yeah. flashing the lights. Yeah. It's, it's just the electric parade. We're having the we're yes. having the servant boy turn the lights on and off in the main hall. <laughs> we have power. <laughs> Aren't you very excited? Power. <laughs> um, so the takeaways from that were that it's uh, it's 11 stories, which at the time was the limit. Um, so 11 story buildings in Hollywood at the time were the skyscrapers. Oh. So everyone came. People Scrape would literally come to see the like Hollywood skyscrapers because there were multiple buildings that were 11 stories tall and no one ever seen shit like that before. That's really big. Wow. So big. Wow. Um, Imagine so a world the, where, where that is, is what you, you you are leaving the house to see tall buildings. You need a TV and, and man. somewhere with electricity. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Or maybe we fucking don't need TV. Like I know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if COVID has taught us anything, it's that we desperately need TV. TV. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's this big building, it has power, which was also unusual. Um, and it has this fancy like outdoor bar, the Lido, which is like the becomes the famousy famousy hangout place. Okay. Um, so it was very popular all through the 1930s. Um, they housed both long and short term um, rental options. So like if you were a famous and you lived in New York and you were coming into town to shoot a movie in the 30s, you would just stay for like three, four months at a time at the Knickerbocker. Okay. Hmm. So people like lived there and it became a bit of a Hollywood like go to where you could always see famouses there and like someone Tourist famous trap. would be like in being interviewed in the in the in like the streets. fancy what's the word I'm thinking like the foyer the like front room yeah the foyer the mm-hmm. lounge area the, yeah yes. yeah the lounge yeah. the lounge <laughs> oh as, as um, you so succinctly put it yeah. Yeah, so it's super fancy. They even housed some of the fancier um, athletes from the 32 Olympics. Ooh. Yeah. Um, So also throughout the 30s, um, so Harry Houdini died in the late 1920s. Yeah. Heard of him! Um, So he died in the late 1930s, and he had this deal with his wife, Bess, where they were trying to prove the existence of another side. And he said, um, if when I die... Keep trying to contact me on my birthday, and if I can, I will contact you, and then we can prove oh. the existence. And like, this is the time and the place where you should do it. And she would always do it on the roof of the Knickerbocker. Oh. oh. So for 10 years, she held these f- seances, and they started very small and intimate and became these huge, like, Hollywood productions. Of and course, because Hollywood. He, and he never fucking once made contact. So oh. either. Ghosts aren't real, or Houdini was done with that bitch. Yeah, he was like, you know what? Thinking back on it now in the afterlife, yeah. I don't need to see you ever again. This bitch like, ruined I... my life, and I'm going to send her to the roof of a building once a year looking for me. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at her. I'm banging bitches in heaven. Yeah. Um, they Best also once had a very it. fancy party, which uh, struck me as interesting. So, Bob, have you read article number two? Okay, one moment here while I pull up the text of the article. There's only two. This is the last one. Scenarist Al Martin is responsible for the episode which took place Friday night in the leader room of the Knickerbocker Hotel. A honor... (laughs) In honor of his dog, Al gave a party to the... uh, to the affair were invited Joan Crawford, Merwin Leroy, as uh, this list uh, of notables, however, were not the guests. They were merely bidden to bring their dogs. (laughs) Who were the guests of Mr. Martin's pooch? <laughs> All the chaperones were requested to wear evening clothes, and Al had two ambulances from animal hospitals waiting at the door in case one pet coveted too much of another pet's special bowl of rations. Oh <laughs> my god. So he made like, fancy people like Joan Crawford get, get dressed, dressed in formal wear uh, and bring their dog to a party they're not invited to. To the dog. Like where was she going? Like like okay, then where does Joan go? Like your dog just fucks off and I, you I mean, she's Joan Crawford. She I obviously she hung out and she just wants to dance. She does. She hung out and danced. Oh, yeah, she dance. was dancing in the Lido. What's up, dude? Yeah. No, it wasn't for people, it was just for dogs. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was in the Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, the Knickerbocker started to get a little more infamous than famous as we edge towards into the 40s. Mm. So, in 1943, actress Frances Farmer, which I don't know if you guys are fans of old Hollywood, you probably know who Frances Farmer is, but she was like a young up-and-coming starlet who had a drinking problem, which was not unusual for the 1940s. But when she was arrested for DUI and then she was ordered to appear in court, she didn't show up. They came to the Knickerbocker where she was living to pick her up and bring her to court. Um, and she was uh, w- wouldn't respond to knocks on the door. They eventually had to open the door, like had get the hotel management to open the door. They found her naked, completely naked and 100% fucking drunk. Oh my. Sweet. She refused to go with the police. So she's like screaming and scratching and biting at them. So they had to wrap her in the shower curtain from her room. Oh my God. And carry her through the lobby, like three men carrying her. Uh, the newspaper article I read said, quote, she did not surrender peacefully. No. I've also <laughs> heard that she will have her day. Oh, yes. If you are fans of Nirvana. Yeah, Revenge on Seattle. That's what I hear. She then, she like went to a mental institution where she was like pumps full of drugs. It, it seems like someone Not purposefully like shipped her away to Forget Me Land because they no. didn't want her in Hollywood anymore. And it's a little bit like, why did they do this to this poor young girl? Yeah. Uh, because anyway, of her nudist of, alcoholism, it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, that is just fucking, unwelcome in Hollywood. Yeah. Preach, man. Nudist alcoholism. I feel that so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then in the 1940s, it was also home to old-timey Hollywood great D.W. Griffith. He lived at the Knickerbocker. Mm. Hmm. But at this point, he's not famous anymore, so he just wanders around and no one knows who he is. He's just like a gross one, old man who's like, I invented the pictures. A gross <laughs> I, old man. I remember the talkies. Gross old man in a bathrobe. No underwear. None, <laughs> just kinda. wandering around the fucking foyer. Like, like kind of no one knew who he was, and then one day he quietly like had a... a hemorrhage in his hotel room and he died so he died in the knickerbocker oh uh sort of unceremoniously for someone who helped create hollywood um (laughs) that that's such a hollywood ending though it's like thanks for starting this go away thanks bye Bye. (laughs) have fun dying Uh, in a pool of your own pool dead pool um and then in the 19th in the 1950s, it became less popular because Hollywood started to was less focused on Hollywood proper and started to be more focused on the West Side. Mm. So, like, while they still made the pictures in Hollywood, everyone like lived and stayed in like Santa Monica and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. So it's so it started becoming like a little bit of like, oh, it's a secret rendezvous point where like there's uh. less photographers trying to take pictures of us so we can like go in secret. Ooh, and have like our secrets. Is like the Chateau Marmont of the 1950s. Mm. Um, so That's where so, it learned its clever Monica hotel butt stuff. <laughs> yes. yes. Speaking of butt stuff, Marilyn Monroe and yes! Joe DiMaggio used to go on dates there all the time. She uh, was known they could, for like, her butt be stuff. Unrecognized, and they actually had their honeymoon at the Knickerbocker. Mm. Um, and then Elvis Presley, who was uncomfortable with his fame, uh, he stayed there while he was in Hollywood for the first time filming his first movie, Love Me Tender. Hmm. One for the money, uh, two for the show, three for the butt stuff. Let's go, go. At I'm going to date a 14 year old. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yay. Well, you know. I'm in the army. Yeah. That's uh, all so of then it. in the six, in the 60s, it became less popular. Hollywood started to get a little seedy. Um, it started being a place where you'd actually go to not get recognized because no one really big and famous was there anymore. No one recognizable no. went there. Yeah. And then in 62, the a famous. Up. Uh, oh no, that's the seventies. Oh. Uh, in the so in sixty two, a famous costume designer named Irene Gibbons, who apparently was really upset because Gary Cooper died. Sure. I guess she like oh, loved Gary. Gary Cooper. I'm Maybe so she sad. was having an affair with Gary Cooper, but she was really mad. So she checks into a hotel room. Uh, she writes several suicide notes, like writes a dozen. Like, most of which are two other guests at the hotel being like, sorry, this is going to cause a lot of press. Oh, my. (laughs) And then she, in her hotel room, she slits her wrists. She decides, this is not, I'm not dying fast enough for my taste. And she pitches herself out the window. Whoa! Okay. Wow. And she, uh, so she's, but she's staying in one of the front rooms. So she lands on the roof of the lobby. Oh, Which, like, sticks out in front of the hotel. The chandelier oh, yeah. swings. It was like, are we having an earthquake? Earthquake? Oh, jeez. Oh, 
Uh, and then in 66, actor William Frawley, who is Fred from the I Love Lucy show. Okay. Uh, he was a longtime resident of the Knickerbocker. He lived there for over 10 years. And he decided to move down the street to another place. He had moved out a month. And then as he was like taking a walk through the neighborhood, he had a heart attack directly in front of the Knickerbocker, crawled into the lobby and died. Oh, my, oh my goodness. God. The hotel was like, you come back to me. You will. N- I will never let you leave. You're mine now, forever. Uh, I, I see you. Uh, you you're staying at that new place that with that new girl. Mm. <laughs> I will fix that. Oh, like it there, do you? Like it there, do you? Yeah. Um, uh, are so her foyers bigger? <laughs> so then, in the seventies, Hollywood really started to get. Gross. Into the trash show that it is today. Yeah. Uh, and it's like became overrun with homeless and with drug addicts. And so it was no longer a place that anyone even remotely famous wanted to stay. So they converted it into low income senior housing. This is now a senior living facility. Oh, oh. okay. Well, they remember the good old days. Yeah. So why not have them go to the Knickerbocker? Well, based on the reviews, they all seem to be recent Russian immigrants. Oh, oh. okay. A lot of the stories and a lot of the like uh, firsthand accounts it? are like a bunch of old Russian people live there now. Cool. Oh, cool. It reminds me of Perestroika. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you can imagine, for a hotel that was so famous for so many years and had so many fancy famouses in it, yeah. it's probably got some famousy ghosts. One or two of them, I bet. Tell got. me about these famous ghosts. Yeah. So a lot of the ghost stories, and again, these are from mostly... Russian immigrants. immigrated Russian old people. <laughs> awesome. So it's a lot Super of like, I don't know, light, come on, light, go off, door open, door close, see shadow, I don't know. I don't. Happy to be we in America. We used to get Russian reruns of I Love Lucy. I have seen the neighbor. He lived downstairs in lobby. He clutch heart. He clutch he's a very good very actor, much. though. Suck- he seems like he's dying. He's very, very realistic. He must be very old, though, because he's black and white show, but he looks okay in, 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 in foyer. He, 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 like, shows up in sepia tones as ghosts. <laughs> Um, so the doors will open and close by themselves, um, m- mostly on hallways where like specific ghosty stories have come from. Mm-hmm. The lights will flicker throughout the building, and the elevator is fond of turning itself on and like going to particular floors and like hanging out there as mm. if someone has called the elevator. Mm. Yeah. Or the elevator just really wants to party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like there was also stories from a maintenance worker who was just like that basement is fucking fucked. There's like shadow people everywhere. <laughs> Anything you put down, it's like gone. And he seems to think it's all Irene, the woman who yeah. landed on the lobby the roof. Lo- oh. He says he can see the like shadow of her and it's her shape. And she was a famous costume designer, so you can see pictures of her online. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's true. I don't know why she would be in the basement. Yeah, that's my maybe question. Maybe that's where she and Gary had their secret trysts. Maybe. Could or maybe be. this maybe this like uh They called like, it the uh, butt butt stuff bungalow. <laughs> yeah, the butt stuff basement. Yeah. We're gonna go down to butt stuff basement. That's where the elevator always goes straight yeah. to butt stuff basement. Because that 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 elevator is trying to get a little sneaky peek of the action. I think so. Yeah. Feels like a place um, Stefan would go to. <laughs> this place had everything. Everything. Um, so Irene is also seen sadly uh, opening the window to the room that she oh. died in, oh. and okay. and leaving the window like. And then sometimes, apparently, people will see a shadow figure on the roof of the Uh lobby. So the place where she cursplatted. They'll see a figure lying still, just a shadow figure, lying still on the roof that then stands up, looks around, and disappears. As if to be like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) I, oh. Am I fucking ghost now? Oh. I just like you get up and be like, I thought... I can't believe that didn't kill me. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. I'm, too- oh, no, I'm, oh, I'm super fucking dead. I'm, 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 I'm super fucking dead. I'm going to go hang out in the basement, butt stuff basement. Then. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the fun's up. Um, there's also a commonly seen ghost is a ghost of Roger, who is a bellhop at the Knickerbocker back in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, so they think maybe he's the one running the elevator. Okay. Hmm. But people who who move into the building, like brand new residents, will be like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy in, in lobby, he welcomed me, he says, name's Roger, he welcomed me to building, is very nice guy. And they're like, oh, no, that dude's a ghost. Yeah, oh, no, that dude <laughs> no exist. And then they Wait, freak out. Wait, I come out. to America, I cannot escape ghosts. Yeah, ghosts of your past are haunting you here. <laughs> no, he seems nice. He just welcomes all the new residents. Ah, fine. Um, I'll take it. Oh, the country, everyone's so friendly, even ghosts. 
Yeah, um, but then one of the more famous ghosts that's said to be seen is that ghostly whore Marilyn Monroe, who likes to ghost up all over fucking town. Mm. She she got around just like she did she's IRL everywhere. She's like the Dolly Madison of Hollywood. Really, like, is. she's haunts every fucking building. Yeah. So all of her ghost stories are linked to the like communal downstairs women's restroom, which used to be the restroom off of the Lido Bar Lounge area. Okay. So women say that they'll go into that bathroom to use it and there's like they're coming out of a stall or they're first coming into the room. They'll see a woman fixing her lipstick in the mirror oh. and she'll either turn, look at them and disappear or sometimes she'll turn, look at them and say, do I look okay? Whoa. And then disappears. I'd be like, no, Marilyn, you look dead as fuck. Run from Joe DiMaggio. Run. That's not going to end well for it's you. Not, he's going to beat you up. Run He's away. Not good. He's not a good man. He's just not a good man. Yeah, so that's one of the places where Marilyn Monroe haunts. Apparently, this is where she goes to check her lipstick before hanging out in that mirror at the fucking Roosevelt or and whatever. And then ask, exactly, for, yeah, she she asks people, do I look okay? They go, ah! And then she goes, yeah, to the mirror, and then where else does she haunt? Her, uh, possibly her cemetery. The, the, like, Hudson apartment. Yeah, she's at the cemetery. She's everywhere. Hmm. Um, but the most often seen ghost at the Knickerbocker is the ghost of Rudolph Valentino. Oh, Rudy! Hmm. So Who's Rudy, also getting around. So Rudy, yes, also a very gets around, also a Hollywood whore. Yeah. Um, hashtag feminism. Men can be whores, That's too. right. He's a yeah. whore. Um, so he is often seen hanging out in where the Lido bar used to be. They often see him sitting on a chair like where where the bar used to be like along the like sitting at the bar yeah. holding a martini glass and he like makes eyes at the female residents oh. like hey babe how are you doing to, to old Russian women yes. yeah and the the interesting thing about this and what we know about Valentino this dude did love a party but the interesting thing about this is Valentino died before the Knickerbocker was actually opened oh so his ghost was like I want to have a good time been here watched all these parties in the 30s and was like that place is fucking lit and he's just hanging out there still <laughs> yeah if you look in the afterlife there's like a, a pegboard full of you know interesting things to go to and this yeah. bar was one of them and Rudy was like yeah He's like, yeah, that that old uh, that old hotel bar where all the sexy older Russian women women are at. <laughs> Look, he's into a sexy older Russian woman. You can't knock yeah. his, you know. I am not here to judge, man. You yeah. go. I'm sure the Russian women are into it. All the stories of the Russian women who see him are like this beautiful man, like winked at me. You made their lives. They were like scared to come over to a new country where they don't speak the language. They're old, and then you get some like. But everyone cute- was so welcoming. This man Roger, he says hello to me as I walk in door, and then sexy, sexy men, men at bar, bar winks. I, I feel good. America, good place. America. Oh, like, good I mean, place. doors open and close sometimes, but we have that in Soviet Union. Yeah. There is mostly bears, but here is ghosts, apparently. <laughs> you just hear the, the door swings open. It's just a bear. Hi. Hello, I come to visit you from Hi. Russia. I'm like, oh, is it Soviet Union? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. They were around for Soviet Union. Yeah, they remember. Uh, anyway, that is the story of the Hollywood Knickerbocker. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> and the ghost, and it's such a hot place to haunt that ghosts who weren't even ghosts yet like to Still go, go there. Yeah, this place has everything. Yeah. Do it. Hell yeah. We'll come back. We're going to have part two in two shakes. Of a bear's tail. Yeah. Hello, everyone. It's old pal, Engineer Bobski, and here for Booze and Bruce podcast. Hey, thank you so much for submitting reviews. A Coop 85. Every other listener should be more like A Coop 85 and submit reviews. Five stars, say nice things. Need words, idiots. Also, patreon.com slash booze and bruise. Audio episode, video episode, show sketch. You like, you give money, good show. Also, socials, Instagram. Booze and Bruce Twitter. podcast. Dark. Booze and Bruce. Go f- talk faster, American. Twitter. Booze and Bruce. Instagram. Booze and Bruce podcast. Facebook. Booze and Bruce. Okay, good back to show. Three, go. Everything is dust and I hate it. Oh, I was hoping you'd be like, all right, part two. But part no. two. No, no, no. Oh, but we got, we, got, we got a little bit of emotion there. And that's what the show needs. Thrive. I'm this we is need my emotion. This has got to be more Hollywood, you see, because we are doing California. Oh, that's right. Oh, is your Hollywood too? Is yours Hollywood centric too? It 
is kind of Hollywood centric Ooh. as well. After one shoulder dance, shoulder dance, Hollywood, you can shoulder nah, dance nah, in nah, Hollywood. Nah, nah, nah. So I'm gonna tell Making you, bodies for dogs. There is no dog. <laughs> There's no dog. Well, no, I don't think there's a dog in this. We story. can't prove there wasn't a dog party. I wrote party. this story two weeks ago. I don't remember what's in it. <laughs> it's gonna be like reading it anew. Yeah, you're gonna learn things all over again. You're gonna be very <laughs> gonna surprised. Be like, oh my god, that's crazy! Oh my, can oh you believe god. this story? This is awesome. <laughs> so whoever wrote this is extremely talented. <laughs> she deserves like a billion dollars. Give her one of those potties, the pot awards. <laughs> a potty? I don't know. I'll is take that, a potty. Is there, is, there a, is there a podcast you, okay, award? You could have an Ig Nobel Prize. I want an Ig Nobel Prize. Okay. You could have an Ig Nobel Prize. <laughs> For best story written two weeks ago. And that you, you didn't having, remember. That you didn't remember and then reread yeah. and relearned. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. And it is for me only. Oh. And I feel It's a tight good. category, though. It's t- it's yeah. A, it's a tight category. It's a tough race. I don't know if I'm going to win this year. So I am going to tell you about the Bessie Love Cabin. The Bessie Love Cabin? Yes. The Bessie Love Cabin. That's where you love Bessie. Located. Bessie Love is a woman. Oh. Is a woman. A woman. I thought it was a fuckable cow. <laughs> I mean, all cows are fuckable cows. Let's yeah, be honest. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any cow is a fuckable cow if you try hard enough. If you yep. really try hard enough, maybe she won't kick you in the face. Get a couple drinks in me and hoo boy. Moo boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win. You win the whole episode. You win the whole show. So the Messy Love Cabin, located on Laurel Canyon Boulevard mm. in Los Angeles. Oh my God, have I driven by this a thousand times? Yes, you have, and I have too. Oh my Ooh. God, we all have driven by this. Um, is a haunt? Well, is was. I don't know if it exists anymore. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe we haven't driven by it. Uh, it's a one-story, one-bedroom bungalow tucked away from the road with lovely views of the Los Angeles basin. So mm. people who oh, have... So it's got to be high up on fucking Laurel. Yeah. So it's right by Mount Olympus. If you okay. know where that yeah, yeah, yeah. is at the fucking bottom. Yeah, so it's kind of bottomish, but it's kind of it was up on a little hill. And you have to also remember this is in the 1900s, like early 1900s. There was fucking nothing there. Yeah. Oh, got it. I did read an article about how it was the uh, when the Knickerbocker opened was the 20 year anniversary of uh, you not being able to run f- uh, groups of more than 800 sheep at a time down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it literally went from like farmland to like one of the biggest metropolises in mm-hmm. America. It really did. In in like a span of a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. They used to have sheep counting officers out there making sure that the yeah, number oh, of sheep. Yeah, are- 801 sheep. Get off Hollywood Boulevard. That's 823 sheep. That that's a fine, sir. You might Can have you to imagine go to 800 sheep running down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> I can and it delights me. <laughs> There's nothing I want more than for that to happen today sounds like a, a it sounds like this weird fun prank that you I mean, it sounds like, like tv honestly it sounds like halloween yeah it yeah. sounds like a post-apocalyptic movie where like the the everything went to shit and then With the Will sheep Smith, rec- he, yeah he, instead of the dog it's the sheep yeah that's it he made sheep it's vampires it's i am legend i am sheep i am sheep i am lamb gin oh, get oh, out fuck. get you tried and uh, no it's so wretched <laughs> oh my god lamb uh so the okay, bessie love cabin on laurel by mount olympus which by the way is yes. the bottom of laurel it is yeah. the bottom all right don't um, throw from the comedy store yes also haunted it is right across the street from the harry houdini mansion Ooh. Um, the cabin was built around 1918 when this area was considered rustic and countryside. Rustic. Um, definitely not the sprawling city that we see today. It was built alongside several other cabins and bungalows um, into a community that they called Bungalow Land. Bungalow Land. Bungalow Land. Bungalow Land. Yes. Um, the neighborhood had walkways and gardens that, you know, really tied all of the different bungalows together. So it did feel very community esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, not your run of the mill Angelino kind of rich Hollywood um, muckety mucks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, these are like hipsters from Echo Park. It's really hipsters from Echo Park. But I also- lived in Silver Lake for like five years. So you do get like a lot of rich people, but you do also, it's like a smattering of wealthy people, but then a bigger smattering of Hollywood of people. Of poors. 
Hollywood people. Oh, okay. So, um, one of those of pretty pores. Yes. Pre- yes, pretty pores. One of these pretty pores was um, Bessie Love. Good old Bessie Love, one of my favorite Who'd people. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Um, so Bessie Love, born Juanita Horton. <laughs> well, that's that's a sexy name, <laughs> right? Now you understand why Juanita. it was changed. Yeah. But, um, no, I, they told her they're like Juanita is too difficult to pronounce, so change it. Yeah. Um. So was Juan- she heir to the Hortons empire? No, but yes. I heard that sometimes she hears a who. Sometimes, not all the time. Who who hears it? Juanita hears. Horton does. So. <laughs> I'm tickled by my own joke. So, Bessie was born in 1898 in Midland, Texas. Um, when she of was in high school. Of course she was. Of course. Mm-hmm. When she was in high school, uh, her entire family moved to Hollywood where her dad became a chiropractor. Um, and her mom worked Cracking at a, back to the stars. Yeah, backcracker to the stars. And her mom made bathing suits. Bathing suit titty holder to the stars. Come down to Horton's chiropractic and get yourself some titty holders for the summer. But. Realign your spine before you realign your body by the pool. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. You know what? I might. One stop shop. One stop shop. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, So when Bessie was in high school in 1915, she was discovered by D.W. Griffith. Heard of him. Oh, heard of him. Oh, man. He did. He died in my place. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, These stories are interconnected. Creepy old man in a bathrobe. This yeah. is when he was not a creepy old man in a bathrobe. This is when he was actually somebody. He was young and nubile. Yes. So he discovered her in I 19- used to be a somebody. 15. Now I wander around with my nether regions with slightly my exposed. Schnutz, with my schnutz banging against my thighs. With my schnutz banging against my thighs in this bathrobe. Sure do love the knickerbocker. So D.W. Griffith signed her to a contract, and in 1916, she acted in seven movies, um, and her popularity grew throughout the 1920s. Uh, she continued acting throughout the 20s and was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in 1929. Mm. Wow. Way to go, Bess. Good job, Bess. Didn't win it? Do you, did do you know not what movie win. it was for? Uh, some musical called okay. Hem Hem I think the word melody was in the title. Hem the hem the melody. Hem the hem the melody. melody. I'm gonna win an Oscar. My name's Bessie. I come from Texas. My tits are in a bathing suit. (laughs) And my back is really straight. (laughs) I got I got nothing. So, it fell apart at the end, but it was good up until then. Yeah, yeah. You, I was really into this. I was, I was being taken on a, on a musical journey, and I really felt like I understood the character. Yeah, <laughs> but sadly, no. Um, so in 19- that's why I was nominated but didn't win. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, in 1929, she married Howard Hawks's brother. Uh, I think his that? name was Howard Hawks. Yeah, he Howard Hawks. He was a pretty big uh, producer man okay. in Hollywood, a pr- producer director in a Hollywood. Producement. Yes, a producer. And she married his brother, who was an agent. Okay. Uh, they married in 1929 and had a daughter in 1932. Um, Bessie moved to England in 35, returned to the United States in 36 to get a divorce, and then went back to England where she spent the rest of her life. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Having left this, this tickled me. It's sad, but at the same time, it's really funny because, you know, we have to think from the 30s to when she died in the 80s, there's no internet. And so you just have to rely on newspapers. And so after she left the United States, she kind of fell off of the face of the earth. And uh, she was reported dead at least four times. Oh, no. Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Pretty much. So I want to say... It's like Jeff Goldblum on Twitter. It was in like 1962 after like the third or fourth time she was reported dead. She had to... uh, write a note to the LA Times being like, can you please stop reporting that I'm she dead? She had to send a note. She had to send a note being like, She had to I'm post a story on her Instagram. dead. Hey, everybody. It's <laughs> me. Dad. It's Bethany. I'm not dad. No. Um, but she did die for realsies in 1987 at the age, I think, of 91. That's I was like, long. 80s is a long ass time. Yeah. She's an old ass bitch. Um, when <laughs> the old ass bitch. She's super old. <laughs> you know why? I bet it's because her spine was so perfectly so alive. Yeah. Did you know that chiropractic uh, extends your life by lots of years? By as many as 10 years based on the number of straightened cracks. vertebrae and cracks. <laughs> Do you get 10 cracks? That's 10 years. If you combine that with a well-supported bikini top, oh man, Absolutely. I'll live forever. You will live forever. <laughs> you and your tits will live gloriously forever. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Still I'm, perky at 90. That's so what it said on her birthday card. <laughs> Her, her tombstone says they're still pointing up. <laughs> so when Bessie... <laughs> oh, that's like an aftershock of that joke. That was a good joke. It was like and a then slow it, burn. And then and it then got then... better the more I thought about it. So when Bessie moved into the cabin on Laurel Canyon, she thought she was buying a uh, single lady sort of party cabin. But what oh, she didn't know was that it came sort of, sort of occupied already squatters rights oh, squatters rights. go go squatters rights um, oh no shit yes pre-haunted pre-haunted this rules so oh, the ghosts are baked right in yes they, yes they were <laughs> baked so, right into the crust as soon as bessie moved in she started hearing low moaning sounds uh, men's voices so bob you keep going hi would I'm uh, a man her house now this is like beginning days of electricity um mm. but she would oh, experience electrical problems it's um, all oh, like electricity doors would mm. open and close by themselves lights would I'm go just on and to go off to the shitter. um and she would feel a very unmistakable cold spot in the middle of her living room that would stay cold regardless of the weather you don't have central heat no this is in the 1900s. There's no AC, man. No. Turn it's on hot. a fucking fan, Bessie. Yeah, come on. We've got electricity. Um, in 1923, Bessie had a friend stay over at the cabin. And because the house only has one bedroom, the woman uh, set up a bed for the friend in the living room. Oh, oh. I was like, no snuggle party. No snuggle parties. They, I, they I, kept I, each other with pillows and lingerie. Yeah, I was going to say. Sadly, I thought, that's not I thought, the pillow fight party. This that story was about to get Sexy. erotic. It doesn't get Erotic. Hello. Bye. Bye. Sorry. Uh, no. This just turned into booze and boobs. Booze and boobs nights. Pillow it's fight. It's kind of always booze and boobs. To be fair. You yeah. know what? That's a great point. That's accurate. <laughs> there's there's six set of boobs because you count for two. Hell yeah. Um. So in the, that night, the friend awoke to the sound of a man's voice. I mean, at first the voice. It's me. At first, the friend couldn't see who or what made the sound. It's me. But then she heard I'm the voice the again. Voice. Well, she heard your voice again. Hey. So <laughs> then she saw the source. A transparent man walked through a wall. The into transparent the, man. Into the living room. He stopped, adjusted his cowboy hat, and continued no walking cowboy. through oh. the living room. Oh. Disappearing. This is cowboy. This is the start of an amazing porn. Yes. Yeah. He's Two come, girls pillow fighting in lingerie. A ghost cowboy, cowboy, ghost comes, cowboy in. comes up. Ectoplasm yeah. writes itself yes. all over your face. Ugh. Booze and bruise nights. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's what that low moan was. <laughs> that was the cow uh, of the cowboy. That's right, because Bessie got, is in the, this story as well. Then the cow shows up. <laughs> Oh yeah, for round two. We're ticking all the boxes here, people. <laughs> there's not if there's something. You look, you got a kink. This is the show for you. This is the <laughs> yeah, man. Cowboy. If you want to put it in a place, we'll let you. Yeah. We'll, Everything's we'll going everywhere. We'll <laughs> let you. So anyway, after he adjusted <laughs> his cowboy hat, he walked through the wall into the kitchen and disappeared. Um, oh my god, a ghost cowboy who makes snacks. <laughs> pretty much. So not Girl, su- lock that shit down. Not surprisingly, though, Bessie moved out shortly thereafter. Oh. She was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to live in a ghost house. Um, Coward. The house, the house passed through. <laughs> I know. It was sold a number of times uh, throughout the years. And for a long time, it remained empty. Um, a family bought the house. They moved in intending to fix it up, but then abandoned the work and just left it empty. Oh, is it one of those like left in the middle of the night, like no explanation, just gone? Yeah, yeah. like they came, they sort of moved in, they were doing some work on the house and then like just left their tools and shit and just like, bye-bye. Uh, what happened? I, I love that. I love a mysteriously everyone left in the night. Right, like what happened to make you leave in the night? Like honestly seeing they a cowboy. They were accosted by a horny cowboy. <laughs> I mean, unless he. I mean, that would make me fucking sign a long-term lease. Mm-hmm. Why not? But what if it was the cow? <laughs> What if how sexy is the cow? Times are hard for yeah. a single girl. It's COVID oh, out there, let's man. Let's talk about this cow. <laughs> you can't catch COVID from a de- from a dead cow. Fairly certain. I'll check with Fauci first. Okay. Yes. Send him a we'll tweet. We'll both wear masks. You send him a tweet. To find out. Um, it is believed that the land upon which the house sits is haunted by the ghost of victims of Tiburcio Vasquez. Uh, T- Tibur- Tabasco Vares? Tabasco Vasquez. 
Tabasco Vasquez. Yes. Tabasquez. Tabasquez. Um, who was a Robin Hood type figure who would, so he wouldn't rob from the rich and give to the poor. He would just rob from white people. Um, uh, fair. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it. No, no, no. Yeah, he would rob, cheat, and steal from the white people who came to California and just took land from Mexican ranchers after Mexico lost the Mexican-American War and the land of Los Angeles became part of California. Okay, well, settle down now, buddy. You lost the war, so you don't it's, get to beat Tabasco Karate Chop or whatever your name in is. In 1847. So, what the hell? That is a car on the street. I hate this fucking city. That sounded like a fart. My whole my house end. is vibrating. Oh, my. Um. So, anyway. After- uh, he's not gone. Wait. He's not gone. Oh, my goodness. What he's- the hell kind of I car was that? I can't see from my patio, but... Oh. I was like, I, I, he may come back. No promises. <laughs> so, anyway... um. He so after Mexico lost California to the United States in 1847, white people just came in and and claimed that land like this is ours now. And what Vasquez he is from the area like he was from what's northern California, like the Monterey area. But he so this is where he spent most of his life. So he spoke English and Spanish. And so people were like, oh, okay, you're cool. Like you can kind of work with both the white people that live there and then also the indigenous people the Mexicans that still live there. Um, however, um, there was a Fandango. I was like, oh, fancy. Ooh. So one evening during a Fandango, there was a fight that broke out and a white man, a white constable was murdered. Oh, and a white cop. A white cop. Mm-hmm. You can see where this is going to go. So Vasquez Did he not is, have the body cam turned off? No, the body cam was definitely <laughs> turned off in this case. Um, so Vasquez's friend was lynched, uh, actually, as a result of this. So the friend did not do the shooting, but they're like, he's Mexican. Yeah, String we just had to find a brown person to be responsible. Exactly. So they found yeah. Vasquez's friend. And this basically set Vasquez um, to Vasquez out on a life of crime. Oh, um, now he's like Avenger. Now he's Batman. Well, also, he's a wanted man. So he was at the party. So they were like, oh, well, you clearly had something to do with it as well. You are brown. This mm-hmm. white man is dead. So you, so he went on the run and then he dedicated his life to crime. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I understand how we got there. Yeah. And I support his, his vendetta. Well, yeah, yeah, I understand his backstory. Yeah. yeah, totally. This is a great story. Um, I want to watch a movie. So uh, Tabasco. And then he fucks a cow. Maybe he fucks a cow. Said life of crime. He did it in front of all these people. It's unnatural. I mean, says isn't who? bestiality a crime? So it's life says of crime. Says moo. Says moo. <laughs> so Tabasco set up a series of hideouts in the hills around Los Angeles. So he basically started his whole criminal enterprise throughout the state of California. And he set up a series of hideouts in the hills around Los Angeles and say the Laurel Canyon area and was known to hide gold. Uh, in them hills. Oh, shit. Treasure. He would hide his treasure in the hills. So naturally, people set out to find it. Oh, um, people love treasure. They, people love treasure. And there were two men who were hunt, treasure hunting Laurel Canyon uh, when they happened upon Tabasquez himself. Oh. Needless to say, did not end well for the two treasure hunters as they were shot dead. Well, yeah, they can't take his treasure. Yeah, that's yeah. his treasure. He stole that's, it first. Yeah, he stole it first. So you can't He's still re- using that treasure. Treasure squatter's rights. <laughs> he might need that later. Um, and so anyway, it is believed that these two gentle people who, these treasure hunters, uh, are the spirits of the ghosts that like haunt the land where this house is built. Oh, that's the sexy cowboy who makes sec- snacks. Yes, they are just hunting for treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're curious about what happened to Tabasquez, uh, I was, am actually, this I is am. a very good story. He was eventually betrayed by a gang member, um, no. named what Abdin, snitches get stitches? named Abdin Leva, uh, Abdin, Abdin, A-B-D-O-N, never, never trusted Abdin, never no. trust an Abdin. Leva, uh, was rightfully upset at Tabasquez after learning that Tabasquez was sleeping with his wife. Oh, um, oh man. So when he discovered that, this was right about the time that the governor of California had put a $15,000 bounty on Tabasquez's head. Now, if you're wondering what the equivalent that's a is, sh- that's a shit ton yeah, of money. Yeah, in olden times? $325,000. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, a shit ton of money. So uh, Abdin was that like. That almost oh buy you a one bedroom house in Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so he was like, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that offer, Mr. Governor. Here you go. And they led uh, the police to 
uh, what's his nuts? Tabasquez. Tabasquez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was arrested and he was sent back to Monterey, uh, held trial, and he was hanged in, I think, 1875. I was going to say, let him off scot free because he's just killing white people. <laughs> <laughs> No, at that point, no, the white people, white people were in don't charge. Like it when yeah. you kill other white people. Yeah, no, white people were in charge at that point. So needless to say, he tried to uh, charm his way out of jail because apparently he was a very charming man. But they're like, yes, no. Oh, we're he tried to tried to make a charisma role. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That, that, to that get dude out was fucking people's wives, fucking cows. He, he did, couldn't he... turn himself into a dwarf and walk out. Nope, not today. <laughs> not today. Um, so that is what happened to uh, Mr. Vasquez. Um, so the most recent ghost story going back to the house uh, that I was able to find was from 1993, which also leads me. And I did a Google Maps thing, which is why I'm like, maybe this house doesn't exist. Seems anymore. like maybe it's not there anymore. Yeah. Okay. So that year, an electrician moved into the house. Um, he and his buddy left the heavy wooden door. He was open. pleased to see the place had electricity. It had electricity. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, I only I'm going to do a little bit of work to bring it up the cold. Yep. This is I all got, knob got, and tube. This is knob and tube. I'm going to have some sexy ship lap. That's right. <laughs> I got to fix this knob and tube, bring it up the cold and put up some just throw up some ship lap. Um, so anyway, the front door is this like big, gorgeous, heavy wooden door. And so as they were moving in, obviously, they propped it open to so they could move all their stuff in and out. And uh-huh. while they were moving stuff in, the door slowly closed and locked itself um, and locked the homeowner outside. Um, that same bye. week, bye, you can come in. That same week, the door again slowly closed as he was bringing in his stuff only this time it not only locked but it deadbolted itself oh shit so the ghost really told no means no no means no you keep your fucking cow fucking ass out of my house uh no i think this electrician was anti-cow fuckery which pissed off the cowboy yeah which was he's like, like this is my cow stay. fucking house yeah you need to stay he was out just of my looking house. for a sexy fun pajama party mm-hmm. and he With did snacks. not he did not get it from this big burly hollywood yeah. electrician he man. brought banana chips and there was there was no pillow fighting going no on pillow fights there's no horny cows none it's ridiculous this man was probably a vegan yeah like what ugh, the hell ugh. Ugh. gross who cares um but in similar to bessie he also reported feeling a cold spot in the living room and notice weird electrical problems as well. Even though he was an electrician, you would assume he could fix them. Well, but I feel he like would weird problems. electrical problems to an electrician means something else. Yeah. You know? Yes. If exactly. he thinks it's weird, it's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. He goes, that coupled with the weird cold spot and the doors locking. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but Today, it does look like maybe the cabin has been torn down. So there was an address I found online. So I Google mapped it and it looks like it is just a um, a shell. Like there's some st- like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Concrete steps. And okay. that's about oh. it. That leads to like an outer wall sort of situation. Mm. Um, but it also might not be the same house because um, there's like Zappa wood also on there, which was where Frank Zappa had his house. And I don't think this is the same one. So the address hmm. could be different. Okay. Um, but anyway. I feel like I just found a picture of Bessie Love nude in her house. What? Why are you looking I that Googled up? I googled Bessie Love house and the picture that came up was just her nude in front of a fireplace. So is anyway. Is she known for nudistness? Don't think so. But anyway, that is the story of the Bessie Love house on Laurel Canyon in Hollywood, California interesting yes. so that brings us yeah, to see, if, our if beer you, just so you know oh, if you just yes, it, google regular it, old bessie love it's there's no nudes it's ju- it's just a regular lady here um mm-hmm. it has been torn down it has been turned into a glamorous new home spanish colonial style of course um that is rectangles four four bedrooms five baths four thousand square feet 6.5 million dollars jesus christ jeez all right it's the Bessie Love property is where that oh, house is, is now that located. Where it is? So now it's a monstrosity of Los Angelesness. So I wonder how pissed off the cowboys are. Oh yeah. And do they still like do the new homeowners still experience the cold spot? And where the am I supposed cowboy? to put my eight hundred sheep? I don't know. Well, well thank I you. I get permit for that now. Well, thank <laughs> you for googling. Um, so that brings us to our beer. Yeah, so our beer, again, is the Japaranda Rye IPA. It's 6.7%, 60 eboos, not a ton of eboos for an not, IPA. No, there aren't a ton. Rye should also add an extra layer of, like, spicy bitterness to it. Um, but it claims to be uh, fruity and floral, which I would say it is. It's a very light, fruity IPA. This feels I, like a... This is what an IPA tastes like. I think it's delicious. 
I think it's a really, really, really good one. Like I, I'm a big Claremont Brewing Company fan in general, uh, and this is uh, an exem- this is an exemplar of the form. I, I think it's a great beer. Like, do you taste anything different? Do you taste any like ryeness to it that makes it different from a standard IPA? I feel like you could taste test this and be like, this is an IPA. I smell yeah. a peppery sort of smell, like as I'm like oh, here, sticking me, my me, nose in my let can. Let me smell the can here. And it's like a slight peppery sort oh, of. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it could be the fact that I poured it into a can, but like I don't get a ton of rye out of it. Like usually you can you can yeah. taste the ryeness, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's just a super good beer. I, if, if you're pay, if you're hoping to pay extra for rye, maybe you're not going to get it. But if you if you take it to your house, you'll be happy with it. If you like I this sort it- of beer. I also find it to be delicious. It's also fairly dark in color for an IPA. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and it's not one of those like hazy juice bombs or whatever. It just no. kinda, it kind of looks like an amber almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is delicious. This is a great beer. Yeah, big fan. Good big job, fan. Claremont. Nothing wrong with this beer. And bubbles. And you are bubbles. Yeah. And, yeah, and these guys know how to fucking carbonate their beverages. Hey, hey this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I love? Tabasquez. That guy was great. He's out there fucking cows didn't give a shit about nothing. Nope. You know what else I love? Butt stuff basement. That's right. If you love doing butt stuff, get in the basement. If there's going to be a creepy guy in the elevator watching you. You know what else I love? Horny cowboys. Go get it, guys. But you know that I love more than anything? Dog parties. Yeah! <laughs> the wins. Dog party. Dog party for the win. We'll come back to this dog party next week. Yes, please do. We will. I mean, maybe we'll have dogs. Who knows? But you know what? We will have. We will have booze. And we will have brews. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> cheers! Cheers! Good, you used the right clonky. part of my clonky.